Welcome to Chronicles of a Bibliophile. This is a podcast exploring books, stories, and the people obsessed with them. I'm the librarian. My job in the podcast is to get, select, and organize books. P.S. Bibliophile means someone who really likes books. I am the chronicler. My job is to record and publish the very audio you are listening to. We are very glad you have joined us while we explore the never-ending wormhole of adventures and characters the librarian chooses. Our goal is to share with you the books we love and don't, to give you family recommendations and heart-touching books everyone's sure to enjoy. Let's go! Welcome to episode 19. Hello, librarian. What book adventure are we talking about today? Hello, Chronicler. Today we're talking about the Copernicus Legacy, the second book of the series, The Serpent's Curse by Tony Abbott. Very good. Awesome. Yeah, so we covered uh, the first book in the Copernicus Legacy, and I believe we both liked it pretty good, too. Uh, So we decided to dive back into this adventure. Why don't you tell us more about it? This book continues the adventure to find the 12 relics and follows Wade and his friends as they race to beat Galena and the Teutonic Order and save Wade and Daryl's mom. Yeah, so Wade and Daryl's mom, Sarah, gets uh, kidnapped by the Teutonic Order. And Becca, Lily, Daryl, and Wade, along with Daryl and Wade's dad and some other characters, continue the mission, like you said. And this time, they are focused mostly on getting a uh, artifact that is in the shape of a snake. And that's where the serpent's curse comes from. Um, so they work all book to find, uh, which apparently there might be 12 of these books, I guess, if they have to it find like one artifact per book. Um, it sounds like there's four. Oh, well, they're going to speed up the finding of these artifacts then. Because so far, it's been one per book. But... Um, they travel all over Europe and New York City and uh, looking for Sarah c- to try to find and rescue her and also to try to get this serpent uh, artifact and capture it. And the book ends with mixed, res- or mixed results, some good and some bad. They do accomplish some of their goals, but not others. And they are getting very confident as a team. They solve clues really fast and they become really good at evading the bad guys. Again, in this book, they have to split up even though they don't want to. So there's multiple times in the book where just a few people are together. Sometimes just kids, just a couple of the kids are together fighting the bad guys without any adults. Um, and they meet some new different adults who help them along the way. Uh, this is once again a very action-packed book. Uh, it is an adventure book for sure. Stuff is like always happening. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Excellent. So, who was your favorite character? My favorite character was Becca. She was my favorite character in the first book too. Becca is my favorite character because she's super smart and like knows a lot of like languages and stuff like that, and that's pretty cool. And she has like some sort of like tie to this like magic machine thing yeah at the very end the very last epilogue chapter has a very interesting cliffhanger moment with becca where we see her in the past so which shouldn't be possible so somehow she has gained the power to see in the past or be in the past maybe partially i don't know uh and the 
lead bad woman, Galena, has mentioned a couple of times that in that group of kids, someone is the one. And so maybe it's Becca. So we will probably not find that out until book three in the series is my guess. My favorite character was Lawrence. And Lawrence was one of the adults. He is an author who writes like spy books and stuff. And we actually did kind of meet him at the very start of the first book. Uh, but he wasn't really in it. And he's a pilot. He flies them places. He is an adult who tries to help them uh, multiple times throughout the book. And he is kind of like a spy uh, that he writes about. He writes a lot of books that are kind of James Bondy type spy books. And so he knows a lot of things. Uh, I like him because he's very brave and he's also very smart. He has a lot of knowledge and friends and knows a lot about like European history and just all around is like a cool character. A lot of times I think that the kid's dad in the care is quite honestly just an irresponsible father <laughs> or he is also very smart, but sometimes he's not very helpful. He doesn't really help them that much, honestly, um, I don't think. And Lawrence is super helpful and helps them accomplish a lot of important parts of the book. So I really enjoyed it. Librarian, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was when Wade and Lily were in, um, like, got to the Lenin tomb. Uh, the, the tomb in Russia of Lenin, who was Vladimir Lenin, who was the uh, famous Russian who started communism. Mm -hmm. Yep. They go to his tomb and they have to solve, like, has like a keypad and they have to get inside the tomb so they have like they um like figure out this um the they have to like figure out the um like keypad and um, a code code yep and um and they there's like um a few people who have been like who are the guardians and who have been saying this like quote more than once to them and they finally like got to use yeah, it so, yeah uh, anyway I will say that, parents or listeners, if you are someone who likes to solve riddles and codes, uh, this that is a lot of this book. This is definitely a book of a group of people working together to like solve codes and riddles and clues and stuff like that. And then, so there's a lot of them sitting around being smart and like connecting things and stuff like that. I love it. My favorite scene was a boat chase. So Wade, oh, yeah. Wade and some of the characters are chasing Galena and some of the other bad guys in a boat. Or no, she's the only one in the boat. They're chasing her in a boat. And Wade, very dumbly but also bravely, in a quick action, jumps from his boat and f jumps into Galena's boat and wrestles with her over part of the artifact and gets thrown into the water but managed to steal the artifact uh, for a short time anyway. And it was just very action-packed, very fast-paced. It is an exciting, fun part of the book where you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? So I really enjoyed that section of the book. All right, let's move on to what did you rate this book? I gave this book four and a half hearts. The ending was a little confusing for me before... Um, the chronicler explained it kind of explained it to me, um, and it is also a very action-packed book, but also a very long book. <laughs> yes. Okay. Four and a half hearts. I actually give this book only two hearts. Two. Yes. Wow, I, that's low for even you. It's a it's an okay book. I 
I definitely liked the first book a lot better. Um, this this book I think lost its uh, its storyline a couple of times, maybe, or it just jumped around too much. There was a lot of confusing parts. I think uh, there were two or three times where they just didn't do a great job of like connecting things like they should or keeping track of of what's going on. So, and I actually think that there's one spot in which they actually just made the re- the author just made an a- an honest mistake, like he messed up his own storyline. I think, um, but we'll see. But, um, so, and then, like you said, the ending was really, it was pretty crazy and confusing in it. And, like, like you have a whole book to do things, and then you give a whole bunch of stuff right at the end that's all not explained. So, maybe I'll end up liking this book better after I read the third book and have some clarity. But I definitely didn't like this book as much as the first book. But I would still say read it. And overall, between the two, it's a good series still. But, yeah. All right. Excellent. Let's go to joke time. Um, Chronicler. Which snakes are the best at mathematics? Ooh, I don't know. Adders. <laughs> An adder. That's funny. I think the snake adder is spelled like A D D E R. Is yeah. that right? Adder. So that even looks like ad. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. Okay. What do you call a friendly snake? Or no, sorry. I what do you call a funny snake? A funny snake. What do you call a funny snake? Hysterical. Hysterical. Oh, that's terrible. All right. You're terrible. You're hysterical. hysterical. What's the best? That's terrible. <laughs> Ter- What's the best unit of measure for a snake? Um, I don't know. Inches. They don't have feet. There's more than one. Inches <laughs> and feet aren't the only measure. Come on. Just laugh at my bad joke. All right, and when a when a clock gets hungry, it goes back for seconds. What? Like time travel, it goes back four seconds. Like if you oh. went four seconds back into time, that's the time travel part of the joke. But then if it was hungry, you go back for seconds. Like I had first, and so now I'm having seconds at dinner. Okay. Look like it's back for oh for crying out loud! All right, listeners, I apologize for my terrible jokes, and we are. Going to be having, uh, this is episode 19. In episode 20, we are very excited to be welcoming another guest to the podcast. So we will not be covering a book uh, next episode. We will be listening and interviewing another bibliophile. Woo-woo! Yeah, and, and uh, it was a really great uh, interview. We actually already did it. So we will be putting that out soon. Uh, and then, but if you want to get a head start at the Episode 21, we will be covering what, Librarian? Um, We are covering a book called Black Girl Unlimited. Unlimited, sorry. By Echo Brown. Yeah. Which is such a cool name. Very cool author name, Echo Brown. Very pretty. And it says, The Remarkable Story of a Teenage Wizard. So that is interesting, fun option. I love it. So, until then. Thank you for listening, listeners. We will see you next time. Don't forget that an open book is an open portal. Goodbye for now. Goodbye.